Euphoric Vibe Podcast, this is Holden. Today I'm going to be reviewing Pusha T, It's Almost Dry. This is Pusha T's fourth solo studio LP. Now, most people don't know by now, you should, but Pusha T is considered one of the greats, but also the king of coke rap, which he holds to that. His discography with Clips speaks for itself. I'll be honest, I haven't really delved into Clips' discography, but it's on my list for sure. But this new record over here is quite an interesting LP. So a lot of productions handled by Pharrell, and you can expect some bouncy beats and just some layered production, lots of drums. This album runs at 12 tracks, 36 minutes, a pretty concise, tight track list. We start with track one, Brambleton. It's a very bouncy beat, very hot, if you will. I I enjoy the the instrumental quite a bit. There's a little story that I read about this track. This gentleman, Ernest Shampoo Waller, was a Clips associate, and from when the duo just started out in the 90s, his nickname came from fight over a bottle of shampoo that he had while he was in prison which is interesting September 13th of 1999 shampoo was found dead over the wheel of his car full of bullet wounds his name was often referenced in clips music from being paid homage on their music videos to being name dropped in songs like Virginia I miss your shampoo we miss you too and your grams too so just an interesting little backstory there Track number two, one of my favorites on the album, it's called Let the Smokers Shine the Coops. On this track, Push just goes off, his delivery's on point like you always would expect per usual. The drums really on this one are perfect as well, they really stand out. And there's this nice vocal sample throughout it as well, thrown in. Track three, Dreaming of the Past, featuring Kanye. Very great production, very old school, the sample's really good. Kanye has a little verse, he touches on his divorce with Kim. According to him, he's not allowed to see his kids, as they're always with Kim most of the time. But the production's just soulful, and just very, very good. Track 4, Neck and Wrist. It was actually one of the singles leading up to the release of the album. But it features... Jay-Z and, of course, production from Pharrell, and also Pharrell has some quirky vocal lines in it as well. And I think Jay-Z was, personally, I think he was in rare form on this on this verse. And the hook is just so damn infectious and, and catchy and very ear-grabbing. The wordplay from everybody on this track is perfect, and the transitions from Push to Jay are great as well. And I think you could argue it is one of Pharrell's best produced beats in a long time. Track five, just so you remember, great DJ Shadow sample from 2002's track Six Days Remix, and of course Most Def was featured on that. And um, yeah, the, the Kanye was on the beat on this track, and Push, Push is just proud of his authenticity. He's reminding listeners that he has the same phone number from before fame, proving he stays true to his street origins. Unlike the rappers, he calls out for embellishing their ties to the culture for fame. Push's delivery is militant, 
And I really love when he does that. I love that so, so much. And I really love when he says the purest snow we sell in white privilege is just an interesting line. He, he jokes that the snow or cocaine he sells is so pure that it, it's as white as white privilege. And of course, that's a term that broadly describes how white people are socioeconomically favored in society by virtue of their race. I read that on Genius, but I just found that interesting because I like to research a little bit of facts about some of the songs. But track six was actually, I believe, the first single we got back in February off this LP, and that was Diet Coke. Very, very good track. Very classic piano on it. Pushes flows great, as usual. Lots of references to cocaine. Good track. Track seven, Rock and Roll. This features Kid Cudi and Kanye West. It's one of the more low points of the album. Pharrell's production, I think, carries it. And Cudi's distorted vocals are just okay. They didn't land as perfectly as they could have. And then Kanye has a melodic verse on the back end. But I don't know, I felt like this track kind of felt a little bit out of place from the rest of the LP, but still okay. Now track eight, I don't like this track at all, Call My Bluff. Beat's really weird and underwhelming, pushes delivery, it's fine, but just as a very throwaway track, definitely a skip, just not memorable. 1-800-CALL-MY-BLUFF, one of the lines, I just, it's forgettable. <clears throat> track nine, Scrape It Off. This one, again, is very catchy, but kind of falls out of place with the other tracks here. Features Uzi Vert and Don Tolliver. Don's hook is very catchy, and then Uzi has really nice ad-libs, and they're very ear-grabbing, but the track does l lack deep substance, and it is pretty one-dimensional as a whole. It just could have been a single by itself and not even on the album. Track number 10, Hear Me Clearly with Nego. Once again, great production. And it was also a se the second single for the album. It was actually on I Know Nego, his sophomore album. But it landed on, on the LP. And I, it was also previewed at the at a collection autumn winter fashion show for Kenzo back in January. Track 11, Open Air, I like a lot. It's a great bouncy beat from Pharrell, of course. And basically just talks about growing up in the crack epidemic in the U.S. and Pusha being less privileged and he expanding on he's expanding on his childhood when he grew up selling the stimulant cocaine and he addresses how his drug dealing life affected him and his relationships and of course he, he makes references to Scarface and Biggie fine dining careers and Malice turns Faith uh, talk into some threats living up to his name all over Labyrinth's gospel and it is Labyrinth and gospel as well the production and some church music reminiscence on it as well. And track 12, The Closer, I Pray For You, features Labyrinth, Malice, and Clips. And it is very, very solid. I, I guess, yeah, the Labyrinth, I'm, I'm sorry, the Labyrinth gospel vocals were on this track. That wasn't, that was the last track I was reading. Yeah, it's just, it's very, very good, I think. And one thing about that stands out, No Malice has referred to himself as Malice since his conversion to Christianity in 2012, and then Pusher raps about what he has accomplished with his brother in their lives and careers and Malice, you know, turns faith talk into some threats living up to his name, Oliver Lavin's production and or the vocals and Pharrell's production. But overall it's a good record. I, I did enjoy it. I mean Pusha T's forty five and he's still really doing his thing and still going strong, really no signs of slowing down for him. 
in my eyes, I think Pusha T is still very much an icon. However, 2018's Daytona was superior to this LP, but I still enjoy this album. I'd give it a 7 out of 10, though. I think it's very enjoyable. It's an album I've enjoyed in 2022, and I'm looking forward to what Pusha does in the future. But big shout out to Pharrell and Kanye handling the production. They did a great job. I'm looking forward to see what Pusha does next. Definitely listen to this album if you haven't yet. I recommend it. Thank you for listening. Have a great day. Stay safe. Take care.